Welcome to the Fit40 Podcast, where we take all the confusing, conflicting fitness and nutrition information and break it down so that you can live your healthiest, strongest, most energized life. I'm your host, Brian Fitzsimmons. Let's get it started. All right, welcome back. We are back to the regularly scheduled program today. Uh, if you haven't already, definitely check out those five um parts of the mini course that were the podcast that I released last week. Um, I think it was that Sunday slash Monday, depending on what time zone you're in. Five parts on exactly how to get toned. So all of the questions that a lot of people have been asking over the years have all been answered right there. Uh, highly recommend checking that out if you haven't already. And if you want access to the whole mini course and the resources that go along with those podcasts, make sure that you're in the Facebook group because everybody in there already has. Um, and if you're not in it already, go check out with the uh, check it out with the link down below in the caption, in the show notes, wherever the heck you're watching this um, or listening. So today, the episode, or the episode, I'm still stuck on Cobra Kai. I literally just finished it. The uh, topic today is going to be how to know you're hiring a good coach or personal trainer. Now, this is a very big, big deal because you need to know who to put your faith in. You really, and it's not easy, especially nowadays where the internet can make even the biggest of scrubs look like they're the next big thing and like they should be training all of Hollywood. But we're going to talk all about it and make sure that we go over everything in detail. But before that, you guys know the deal. Intro, I got to give you the movie and the uh, TV show recommendations. Like I said, I literally just finished Cobra Kai. Let me just start by saying... The writing is not good, the acting is not good, the fighting is not good, but the story is just, I, I love it. I don't know what else to say. It's like, if you have a thing for the 80s movies, the cheesiness of them, it's right up your alley. Uh, and I grew up watching Rocky all the time, so it's really right up my alley, uh, even though I'm a 90s baby, but my parents made sure to give me a good education and good movies from the 80s. Uh, another thing is House of Dragons. Definitely recommend checking that out. It's a bit of a slow burn right now. It's like that middle ground, but Damon, the Matt Smith's character, is more than enough on every episode. There's always something that he's doing. Um, and then also, I know right now they're back to back, but Rings of Power has my heart right now. Uh, House of the Dragon, if I missed it one night, I'd probably be like, eh, no biggie, I'll catch it tomorrow. Rings of Power, maybe it's just because I'm a huge Lord of the Rings fan from when I was younger, but I literally wake up early just to watch it. Like before I have to go drive to do the, uh, to train the first client of the day, I wake up extra early just to make sure I can watch the Rings of Power episode because that's how hooked I am. I know there's a lot of controversy surrounding it, especially with like the racist comments being made and other like sexist comments being made. And I'm just like, I don't understand it because I love this series so much. I really do. And it, anybody who is criticizing for those two reasons isn't a real fan, in my opinion. So anyway, that's my recommendations for right now. Those are the big ones. And oh, today I'm going to, hopefully before my girlfriend gets home, I'm going to be watching the new horror thriller. It's called X by uh, Ty. Oh my God. I'll put it in the show notes. Ty something. I he's like the new horror guy that I want to get in on their, his uh, movies and really 
go into it because I'm a big horror movie fan, but the quality of horror films is very hit or miss. So the one that just came out this year is X, and there's another one, Barbarian, by uh, that Justin Long is in for anybody that has ever watched Dodgeball, the wimpy guy. He's in it, but he's also been in other things like um, Jeepers Creepers, which was thoroughly terrifying, so it should be good. Sorry, now we're getting into the episode. So here's five things that you need to know to ensure that you're getting a quality trainer. And if you can find somebody who's like mastered these five things, you have found a unicorn, like hold on to them for dear life, pay them whatever they want, and you know you're going to probably get an incredible trainer or, or online coach. Now, first and foremost, this is like a non-negotiable unless the person has just started their own business. Like this was me about a year ago, um, and that is results. Like you need to pick somebody that has a track record of getting people results. Now, I had had previous experience helping people achieve their goals on a team, but not individually a year ago. Now, a year later, plenty of people have had incredible results, but that is like one of those things that you just got to make sure, because if somebody can't prove that what they do actually works, even for the short term, like even these scams that are like 30 days they starve people and they get people to lose weight. At least they're following through with their promise. Like they're selling you on rapid fat loss. It might not be for the long term, and it most likely won't be. But at least they're prompt, they're delivering what they're actually telling you will happen. Uh, if there's somebody that like promises the world, but they have nobody, like no testimonials. I'm not a big fan of before and after pictures for marketing. I have literally one because it was offered up and I'm like, sure, I'll use it. But if they have like quotes from their clients, if they've done podcasts with them, if they've done any sort of like some sort of testimonial experience where you can get a feel for what their client to coach relationship was like, what the client experienced, and if that client matches you because you want to find somebody that knows your demographic. So by demographic, I mean... You don't want to go to somebody who only trains high school athletes if you're a 40-year-old or 50-year-old mom of five that has next to no time. They're used to training teenagers that like are on a school schedule and pretty much can get away with giving them any sort of training modality they want and that kid is going to get better. Now, for a 50-year-old mom, not gonna it's not going to be as high of a quality of a service. And then you flip that. Do you want somebody like myself training <laughs> your high school kid who wants to get better at basketball. Now, I'll admit I did do that. I have done that in my previous job, and I was decent at it, but nowhere near as capable as I was with the adults for a multitude of reasons. But that you get where I'm going with this. You want somebody that their specialty is you, um, and they've shown that they can do it. Which brings me to my next point, which is number two, is experience. Now, this is going to ruffle a lot of feathers for any t- like early t- 20s people that think they know everything that there is to know about training because they got ready for a bikini show or a bodybuilding show or they were able to do a, a Spartan race and look in decent shape and train themselves. But all of a sudden, they think now they can run a uh, program online or in person and they know everything there is to know about training and they can give you a quality service. That just doesn't happen. They know a lot of people 
especially in the online space, are very, very good at applying what they know for themselves. They're very good at following through and executing on a plan that works specifically for them. And then they try and push their plan on other people. And then when it doesn't work out, all of a sudden it's the client's fault and not theirs. And then that's another sign of a bad coach. If they blame clients or they say, oh, this is all the client's fault, not my fault, that's a big red flag. Um, but if you have somebody that's got experience, like they've been doing the their job, they've been training people, they've been getting them good results, and they've been doing it for years and years and years, that is a very, very good sign. And I'll say this, not all experience is good experience. I've personally witnessed like going to Crunch Fitness or LA Fitness or any of those big box gyms. There's always one or two trainers there that are like up in like their 50s or their 60s and they're doing stuff from the Jane Fonda era. Like they don't take their education seriously at all because they're still doing stuff from back in the 80s and the 70s that we know now is not best practice. It's not the way to get the results that people want because if you're jumping around for an hour and you've been doing that for 20, 30 years, I'm sorry, that is not a good coach. That is not a good trainer. They don't take their craft seriously. So you want to make sure that somebody is experienced and takes their education seriously because guess what's number three? Education. You need somebody that actually gives a shit, not somebody that's actually, that's just in shape and they're likable and that like people like to be around because as great as that is, that is definitely a plus. You want somebody that's friendly and like you want to be around and that looks the part that alone is not good because that person, you're going to feel guilty leaving because you're not getting any good results and you're going to waste years and years being with this person, letting them train you and not getting any results that you want. So if you want a friend or like to having a social experience, awesome. But education, it has to be there. And I'll say this on the other end of the spectrum. I'm not saying too much education is a bad thing, but as an experienced trainer, it is a bit of a red flag when you see alphabet soup next to somebody's name, because that means that they're, they, they do take their education very seriously, but that also raises the question of do they have the experience working with people and applying different methods, and are they even likable? Because have they just buried themselves in the books and the certifications to avoid actually working with people? Because that does happen sometimes. A lot of people, like they'll go to college and get an exercise science degree and think that they know everything, and they're really good when it comes to the research and trying to prove a point, but then you put them in front of somebody who does not fit the model in their head that they just learned from whatever the certification was, then they're stuck and they don't know what to do. And like those people can also, if they're not um, like personable or anything like that, it could be a miserable experience. Like you got somebody with all this knowledge that basically like expects you to trust them and expects you to listen to every single word they say because they have all these letters down on paper, but you don't like them, it's not going to work. Or if you have a situation that they haven't been presented with yet, then they're useless. So I'm not crapping on education. I'm just saying it's a, it's a requirement, but not to go overboard. So like if you want to know some good certifications, because I know uh, a lot of people are getting into finding a coach now because I'm uh, filming this in September, which is a hot month for finding people to try and help you get your fitness back on track. 
when you're looking at people and you want to see, are they at the top of their game? There's a few certifications that stand out. One is precision nutrition, which is the nutrition certification I have. It's, I mean, I've seen a lot of different methods when it comes to um, nutrition, whether that be counting calories, doing keto, intermittent fasting, anything like that. And they all have their place. Some are better than others. Some are worse than others. But Precision Nutrition did a good job of making it scalable. So basically, you can work with almost anybody and get them the results that they want because it's more habit-based. But that's my personal preference. Um, And then when it comes to the actual training side, I'll be honest, anything that you see with CPT next to it, like Certified Personal Trainer, that certification is garbage. It gets your foot in the door, which it's necessary. Like you have to get that to get a job at most places. But CPT, regardless of whoever the certification is, that baseline level of personal trainer, they are complete trash. They're a money grab that really don't teach anybody how to write programs. They don't teach people how to keep people safe. And they teach some arbitrary system that has no application in the real world. So that holds no water. But there are other certifications past that that actually do help. Like um, for one of them is like a corrective exercise specialist. Now, some people go too far with that, but having a background in that is a very good thing to have. Now, I don't personally have that certification, but I've been taught by multiple people that do and really seen how it works in the grand scheme of things. So I've also... Like disclaimer, I've been very fortunate to learn from a ton of people with a ton of certifications, not just the ones that I have, but that it's a situation not a lot of trainers are actually very like uh, privileged to be in because a lot of times like places will just sit like they'll hire you and say, go make us money and really not give you any guidance. And it happens in a lot of big box gyms. But before I get off topic, back to the certs. Another really good one when it comes to the training is your uh, CSCS, and it is Certified Strength and Conditioning Specialist. (laughs) I always mess up the last one, but it's, and that's another one that I have, and that is one that like Division I, like programs, professional sports organizations, they, that's like a mandatory must-have certification to work in the weight room with athletes. So is it necessary for general pop? No, but it does tell you that that person gives a lot of shits because that was not an easy test to take. Um, What else? Uh, Another one, it's like a little add-on, but this cert helped me out a ton in just like framing the way how to program for somebody and keep them out of pain, which is like a big, big deal considering a lot of people are just living with pain right now or if they do something that a traditional exercise that puts them in pain, they feel kind of stuck. This did a really good job of like setting the frame. And that is the pain-free performance certification from uh, John Russin and his team, David Ote, um, Clifton Harsky, and uh, a couple of other guys. I, I got to uh, learn from David Ote, great, great trainer, great source of information. He's from Jersey, been published in Men's Health and other things like that, Muscle and Fitness, I believe, too. So the their team is very, very knowledgeable and teaches a lot of quality stuff. Um, and as for education, I think those are like the 
big, big ones, but there are other really good ones. The one thing I would laugh at a little bit is if somebody's got a TRX cert, a kettlebell cert, a this cert, a that cert, and it's like literally just to learn how to use one piece of equipment. And you, you can just tell like those type of certs you can get in a day. <laughs> like you can literally just go do the whole online thing or maybe like a week if they make you wait a little bit. Those things are great to have, but it doesn't mean that they're any better or worse. It just means, okay, now we could use this modality. But if you have experience and you know what a modality is good for, you don't really need stuff like that. So I'd say if you're looking for somebody and you want a good base of experience, look up. Oh, actually, another good one to have is a certified functional strength coach, which is through Mike Boyle, um, Mike Boyle Strength and Conditioning or whatever his uh, his gym is. The guy's very, very intelligent, used to be the strength coach for the Boston Red Sox, and his certification is next to none. It's just the right way to train people that are in general population, like that crowd that's like 40 to 60 years old. And that's another one where like I've basically, I don't have that cert, but I've absorbed as much of the um, functional strength coach and other products that he puts out. And it's just, that's another really, really good source. And what's the other one? Oh, Joe DeFranco's uh, certification. That one's CPPS. I forget exactly what it stands for, but that's also another good one. Just a baseline level of information where it's like, if you take this and apply it, like, you know, somebody who has it is going to be a good trainer or at least decent enough to get you really, really good results. Uh, yeah, that pretty much is it for education. And since we're on the topic of education, one of the things that a lot of the best certs do is tell you exactly where you where your responsibilities and your expertise ends and when you should refer out. Because number four is that they stay in scope. And what I mean by that is when you say something is out of scope, that pretty much means that you do not have the baseline level of education or like you have not gotten to that point where legally you can tell somebody to do something. So this is like, if you see a personal trainer that prescribes, and that's, I'm very particular on the language here, prescribes supplements and tells you like you have to take them, that is potentially a legal issue because they're not allowed to quote unquote prescribe. They can suggest and everything like that, but only your doctor can really prescribe any medications or supplements that you should be taking. Another thing that happens sometimes with uh, personal trainers is that they go out of scope when it comes to the in-person side, when they manually manipulate somebody on the training floor. And what I mean by that is they either like crack their back or they give them like uh, some sort of like deep tissue massage or anything like that. If they don't have a certification in any of that, like a chiropractic, physical therapy, um, fascial stretch therapy, uh, deep tissue. I don't know. There's probably a certification for it, but if they don't have it and they're doing that, that is also a gigantic red flag because if they're, no matter how well they mean, if they truly think that they're doing right by somebody, by doing something that is outside of their scope, they're wrong. And they're, they're just not looking out for your best interest. They're just satisfying their own ego instead of referring out. So the best 
trainers, the best online coaches will see a problem or a, or an issue. And instead of saying, oh, I know what to do. Oh, I, I can do that. I could do this. They say, I know a really good person who specializes in this that you should go to, or they redirect you somewhere. And, and another thing that you see with this is like, the hormones, like you see trainers or coaches say like, oh, I've got this program that'll reset your hormones and like get you un get you uh, your unbalanced hormones back to balance. Like that's a gigantic load of crap. If you have a hormonal issue, go to a doctor and then go see an endocrinologist because they've spent their bachelor's med school They've done medical training, like they have done their residency, they have done their fellowship. I'd rather the person that spent 10 plus years in school telling me about my hormones than somebody who thinks that they know everything based on a certification they got in a weekend. But that's just my preference. Um, yeah, so make sure that they stay in scope. And then last but not least is make sure that you actually like the person and the way that they communicate their information because... I can't even tell you how many times you see like these ads pop up on Instagram or Facebook. And I'm convinced these people don't have clients anyway because they're just, they come off like gigantic douches. Like they come off like gurus. If you hear anybody call themselves a guru, run the other way. Because guru is like for any serious trainer, that's like a big slap in the face. It's nobody actually calls themselves a guru unless they got that nickname like 20 years ago. Uh, but you want somebody that when you hear them talk, you can see yourself having a conversation with them and being like, oh, this is a good person. Like I can get a, I can have a good conversation with this person. They're going to be empathetic. They're going to be understanding, not standoffish and blame me when everything goes wrong. Like, because this is one thing that is hard to tell until you're in the program. But like I said, if you have somebody that is shaming you, like saying, why can't you do this? It's not that hard. Or you have somebody that like makes you feel like just makes you feel like crap or puts the blame all on you because you're not getting the results that you want. That's not the right person. Like the best coaches lead with empathy. They lead with positivity and they try to understand as best they can to help you. So let's say, for example, you can't stick to your calorie budget because you just keep going out with family. You keep having these like social engagements that pop up. You could have a shitty coach that's going to be like, well, don't go. Just what, like stay home. You don't have to go to these things. Or you can have somebody who's understanding and say, this is a really big part of your life that you don't want to sacrifice, which I get. And there's actually strategies we can use to not only minimize the damage, but also allow you to stay on track while you do these things and while you have these social experiences. Now that might not include calorie counts and we might have to shift the focus a little bit towards like a habit-based focus, but you get where I'm going with this. It's an understanding perspective, not a my way or the highway perspective, because that's not a real coach. That's just an instructor. And that's a big, big difference. And this I'll add in as a little bonus. You want to make sure that you're hiring a coach, not an instructor and not a programmer because this happens a lot. People see somebody promoting their program and they're like, oh, this is awesome. This person's got like 500,000 uh, followers. He's probably got the best program there is. They go and buy it and then they get no support and they don't know how to read the program. There's 
no like way for them to understand what's actually expected of them. And all they're left with is this like program written out and that's it. That's pretty much all they get. And you thought you hired a coach. You thought there'd somebody, there would be somebody on the other end saying, okay, so you're going to do this, this, and this, and you're going to increase weights at this point. The tempo means this. And if you have any questions or anything, feel free to reach out to me. And that doesn't happen a lot because they bought a program not a coach because unfortunately a lot of times people will go with a program because it's cheaper but it's cheaper because the level of support is not there so you just got to know what you're buying and if you're in the ballpark and you're shopping for prices and you want to know what a quality coach would cost i'll just tell you right now anything in the double digits is probably going to be a very bad experience just based on the fact that that person will probably burn out. They're going to get they're going to end up quitting the job in like a year, so it's not going to be long term. Or I will say this, if they're just starting out, expect that price to go up. So, if you're starting at like $99 per month for an online coach, just expect over time that will go up. Um if they take it seriously and it's their only job, which is another thing. You want to make sure that this is like their profession. You don't want somebody doing it as a side gig because you're going to get side gig level of service. Um, so the going rate is normally around like anywhere between like three to six or $700 per month. And to put that in perspective, like this is online coaching. So you, depending on the person, you're probably going to get like three, four, five plus days of workouts and nutrition and all of that. If you were going in person to a personal trainer, the going rate for that is usually, I'm in New Jersey, so we're a little bit higher than some other areas in the US and in the world, and New York is especially high. Around here, like 80 to $100 per session is about the going rate, and in like New York City, it's like 150 or 200 per session. So you're basically getting for an online coach, like for, I'll backtrack, for a personal trainer, let's say you did want to do three times a week for $100, that's $300 per week, and that's $1,200 per month. So you'd be getting like a week's worth of personal in-person training for a month of online training. So that's like the, the um, option there. Like whatever you have the means for, go for it. And now let's say that you don't have that kind of money. Well, then you, you got to go with a program and find a lot of good free content because that free content will also give you a very good idea of how somebody programs, how they communicate things, how like their philosophy on certain things. And if you find yourself able to make that financial commitment and that investment in your health later down the line, you now tr have somebody that you actually trust. So finding people with a lot of really good free content is another big, big thing. Because just, at least in my personal experience, I'm not a big fan of those people that like hide all of their stuff where they're like, no, this is my super secret program and my super secret nutrition protocol because nobody does it like me. Let's be real. <laughs> When you hire a coach, you're hiring an accountability partner. You're not hiring somebody because they have the world's newest and greatest program or the newest and greatest nutrition protocol because we know what works and everybody does the exact same stuff, I'll be honest. Everybody does the exact same stuff and if they don't, they're usually a quack. So 
Find somebody that you jive with. Find somebody that you trust based on everything that we talked about. And there is no doubt in my mind that you will have an amazing experience, number one. Number two, you'll get incredible results because you're going to want to show up for that person. You're going to want to work with them. And you're just going to be so much better off in the long term because relationships with a personal trainer, with an online coach should be viewed as a long-term investment because that's what we're here for. We're like... We're like that part of your your healthcare team. So, like the people that take their healthcare, their health the most serious, should have like their doctors that they go to, their dietitian if they want to go that route, and a personal trainer, and like other things like that, like dentists and things like that, because this all collectively works together to get you the best quality of life possible. So, I hope that. It took me till this long to trip over my words, but I am keeping this in. We're too too far gone, but I'll cut it here before I ramble anymore. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you got something out of this. Until next time, go kick some ass. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you enjoyed this episode and you're a new listener, go ahead and hit that subscribe button so that you don't miss another episode. And if you're a returning listener, I would love your feedback. If you could take two seconds to just leave a quick review on iTunes or Spotify and rate the show, that would be greatly appreciated. So thank you in advance and have a great rest of your week.